Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, it is FMC. I am Jeremy. That is SP3. And people might be wondering, maybe wondering, it's FMC. I thought it stood for Friday morning coffee, dorks. Go back, watch the first episode. I said it then. FMC stands for whatever you want it to stand for. It's Tuesday, right? It could, it could stand for first morning coffee. It could stand for friendly morning chat, right? It stands for whatever you want it to. We can do this show any day of the week, and it'll still be called FMC. Friday morning coffee just made sense because it was on Friday, but it stands for whatever you want it to stand for, folks. So today, it's friendly morning chat with myself and SP3 on a Tuesday. How you doing, buddy? I am doing well. I'm here with my favorite person to talk non-wrestling with, Jeremy, and it's a wonderful... <laughs> what not, not wrestling and sports there you go, there you go. <laughs> not not degrassi and 90s nostalgia <laughs> differences there but yes I'm, I'm happy to be here on a tuesday morning for friendly morning chat but seeing how most of our our conversations about basketball happen i don't know about the friendly part um first morning chat there you go <laughs> but first morning uh, yeah. chat yes there yeah, you go, yeah. FMC. I love it. I love it. It's it's ambidextrous. It's a, it, can, exactly. it can mean pretty much anything. Exactly. That's, that's what I told you the first week. So I told everybody the first week. It stands for whatever you want it to stand for. You can make it fit anything as long as, of course, it, it actually lines up with FMC. I thought you were grabbing a kid. A kid is to <laughs> run in here. No, no, not as of yet. It, my my kid, uh, my daughter is hilarious. Like she'll not be in the room like most of the day. But if I'm filming something, that's when she wants to come into the room. <laughs> bless, uh, bless the EP. She's she's got the kids right now, and I'm sure she's yeah telling like keep it down. Like I did the the six hour charity stream yesterday, and they had to stay quiet that entire time. The moment that thing was over, they're running upstairs, screaming, yelling, just like going. Oh, so they're like we had to be quiet for six and a half hours it's like, all right i get it i appreciate it and they were just going crazy after that so they're gonna they're gonna hate that i do all these shows they're like yeah we gotta be quiet again so jeremy can do another show yeah sorry guys sorry. you know at least this one's not six hours at least at least they don't have to Maybe. Be... <laughs> yeah this is true this is true sometimes we sometimes we'd be like okay we're just gonna do an hour then it goes maybe yeah. two so so yeah it, it it happens like that when we're talking about as many topics as we talk about on this show into the nba finals sp3 it was boston but the heat did not go down without a fight they won game nope. six thanks to jimmy butler jimmy butler was he was on one in game six, carried Miami to a victory, sent it back to Miami for game seven. And Jimmy Butler had his chance at the end. Let's talk about this shot that Jimmy Butler took. He came back. Miami came back. They were down pretty much all, all game. They were down big in the first half. And they, they scratched and clawed, yeah. got, got back into the game, made it competitive. They were even down like 
10 within the final like three minutes or so. And then they went on a big run to, they closed it to two. They closed it to two in the final like 40 seconds. And Boston missed. Miami pushed it in transition. Butler, he got it in transition. He's going down. And Al Horford's in front of him. And Al Horford's backing up. He's all the way at basically the free throw line at this point. He was. And Butler sees his opportunity and decides to take a, a pull-up three, leaves it short. That was pretty much the game at that at that point. Um, there was still the foul game to play, but Boston hit their free throws. Miami couldn't hit uh, their their threes. But that Butler shot is like that. That was the end of it right there. He makes it. Maybe so Miami debated. Wins. They're up so one. debated. So what do you think? Like now, hindsight being twenty to twenty, obviously he missed. But what do you think of the the shot? I think it was a good shot. I agree with it. You you go you go for broke, and you have an opportunity, especially if it's short, like how it was off the rim. You have a chance to get another possession because you got to foul the Celtics at that point, and you don't know how the free throw free throw game is going to go. It could have been it could have been someone who's a low percentage uh, free throw shooter who just makes one at the free throw line, and then you have another chance to hit a three to to tie the game. So. I like the decision and especially because they I saw a couple of like analysts talking about his previous time that he's had this situation, which was uh, game. I believe it was game six, game seven against Toronto back in 2019. And he went to the rim to tie the game. And Kawhi Leonard came back and hit that miracle shot over Joel Embiid that won the series and led to them eventually going to the NBA Finals. So in hindsight being 2020, especially when you look at the percentage uh, for Jimmy Butler from the three-point line, he's not the best three-point shooter. I think he he averages like in the 30%. But did you know his percentage on that type of shot, on that type of three, the, the fast break? Uh, open three pointer. You know what his percentage is? What is that? Means forty seven percent on those threes, compared okay. to compared to his other threes where he's thirty percent or less. He's forty seven percent on that fast break three. So this was the best opportunity for him. He goes for the win, like he said during the the post show, the post game press conference. His team was all right with him taking that shot. They didn't disagree with taking that shot. I'm not going to fault him for taking that shot because it was the right decision for where they were in the game. You know, hindsight being 2020, you could say, oh, he should have went to the rim and tied the game, but you're never going to get the ball back that way. You're ne- they would have never got the ball back and it would have been on them to stop the Celtics, which they didn't seem to know how to do in game seven. So oh, look, they, they were like stopping them in the fourth quarter. They were stopping them in the yeah. fourth quarter. Especially late, because yeah. Boston runs their their trash offense late, where they do absolutely nothing. I don't know what kind of offense they run late, but it's not it's not good at all. Uh, they were stopping them in the fourth quarter. I don't hate the shot because it's your best player making that decision. You, you're going to trust whatever he does in that. And I mean, you you had the numbers of, and I, I believe that he's a good. Uh, three-point shooter in in transition and look jimmy jimmy butler clutch player he he's hit plenty of threes uh dur- during this series i he's shooting 33 percent overall from three in the playoffs uh i do want to see like what he was shooting in the just in the boston series alone 
Um, I'm going to pull that up. But even though he's not the best three-point shooter in the world, I I trust him in that scenario. Uh, he shot in the, in the series. I mean, he was shooting 18% in the Boston series, so he wasn't shooting it well in Boston. Uh, he shot yeah. 50% in game six, which was the big game. And he was one for three before he took that three uh, in in the final in the final second. So, like, if the forty seven percent number is correct, and I, I have no reason to doubt you on that, then I understand it. It's your best player taking this shot. You you want to you want to live with it. Yeah, you're not getting the ball back if you if you make it, but you could go to overtime. You're giving Boston last shot. They weren't. They were playing good defense in that final minute. I'm thinking like I, I would have I would have rather a better shot. I would have rather a two there. You had Horford on skates. He's backing up. They've been calling fouls the entire the entire time at the end of the game. Like Butler's a guy who's great at creating contact, getting to the rim. Like he probably gets bailed out by a foul there. I know that's hindsight as well of may like you can't guarantee that he gets bailed out by a foul, but He's going to create contact on Horford. Even if you don't get that, like get to your mid-range spot. Like Horford was just willing to take away the rim. He could have probably stopped and popped on a a mid-range shot. Like get to that spot. Get to that spot if you don't want to go to the rim. The three just felt so much like a hero ball shot. And I don't think they actually needed that here because they were playing well enough to, to defend at the end and if they defend well you get to overtime and then who knows what happens in overtime you're at home you have all the momentum i would have played for a tie instead of playing for the win especially like no offense to jimmy butler and the numbers say he shoots that that shot well but he's not he's he's not a good three-point shooter he's just not he's not a good three-point shooter so i don't I don't like that shot from Jimmy Butler, even if the numbers say it's a good shot because he overall is not a good three-point shooter. Like if Kevin Durant wants to take that shot, if Steph Curry wants to take that shot, fine. But with Butler, I would have preferred getting to the rim. I would have preferred taking a mid-range shot. I just feel like if he made the shot, we would be talking about this whole situation yes. totally differently. So well, I, that's- I, I think... That's, I mean, my, my friend and I joke, Samer and I joke, like, well, it's a make or miss league. You know, <laughs> if you make it, then sure, we're going to praise you and be like, that was a great shot. Well, you know, he played to win the game. Like, that's what we want to see. Um, but yeah, because he missed it, we're going to second guess the, the hell out of it. And so that's, that's just how it goes. Um, that's, a, that's, that's the truth. That is the truth when it comes to a lot of these games. It's like, oh, if you make it, it seems like it's a great shot. But if you miss it, it seems like the worst shot in the world. Um, but you know, that's just that's just how it goes. He missed it. So we're going to second guess it. Hey, I agree with the shot. I, I am a fan of Jimmy Butler. I love this performance in game six because, you know, we I basically counted them out. Uh, well, let's be let's be honest here. I was only rooting for the Boston Celtics. So Tony Khan would re- rethink what he was going to do on Sunday. But <laughs> that teach that taught me to never root for I the have, Boston Celtics. I have I have a story to tell you about that off air, by the way. Just remind me. <laughs> please, please do. Please do. But um, yeah, that reminded me to never root for my arch nemesis, the Boston Celtics. So I learned my lesson. And that's why I am standing pat on what I said on Friday 
Warriors in six. I'm sorry. Uh, the the Boston Celtics got pushed to seven games with with you know the Miami Heat on like injury reserve. They, they, those players were stuck together with band-aids and bubble gum. And one they had one superstar who was also hurt who forced them to go to a game seven. When they are versing the greatest dynasty of this generation of the NBA, I'm sorry, I got to go with the Warriors, but this will be the Warriors' biggest test of their entire 2022 playoff run. I'm favoring the Warriors as well. Here's what I like about Boston. One, their defense is very good, and they make good adjustments. My, or Golden State's going to see the toughest defense they've seen all all playoffs. Um, I think they're going to do a lot sort of what, what Memphis did. I think they're going to try to force Steph Curry to get the ball out of his hands. Marcus Smart is a great off and on ball defender. I mean, defensive player of the year. They got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, who are big wings, who can shut down a lot of lanes. Al Horford has been great at protecting the rim along with uh, Robert Williams. Like They've got guys who can just shut down lanes at every single avenue. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to make certain adjustments because Steph Curry is a very smart player. Draymond Green, very smart player. They're going to, if they hedge on pick and rolls there, I don't think they're going to play into the drop coverage or anything. You don't play drop against Steph Curry or, or Clay Thompson. But if they try to hedge, they try to keep Marcus Smart on them. I think they're going to try to do a lot of switching because that's always kind of been the Warriors Achilles is if you just switch everything against them. One, you have to have the defenders to do that. And Boston actually has the defenders to do that. So I think that could give the Warriors a little bit of trouble. Historically, it's given the Warriors some trouble. And the, the Houston series a few years ago is the, the best example of that. Is Houston just had the defenders to switch everything. And then it stopped a lot of, you know, the Warriors have all their, their motion offense and everything. But you can't confuse like you can't confuse a defense with all that motion and, and cutting and, and picks and everything if you just switch everything. The defense doesn't they know what they're doing. Just switch. So if they can if they're able to switch everything, I think that could muck up a lot of what the Warriors want to do offensively. Uh my problem with Boston is sometimes their offense just goes very dry. Uh I think they're gonna need big performance out of Jason Tatum. They're gonna need consistency out of Jalen Brown. And then they're going to need Smart and and Horford to like knock down knock down shots, um, especially especially from three because Marcus Smart missed like some really good open looks from three at the end of the Miami game. Like if he cans a couple of those, then Miami doesn't even have a chance to to tie it or take the lead at the end. And he was wide open on these threes as well. So they're going to need they're going to need them to hit some big shots. I favor the Warriors, but. I'm not writing off this Boston team. This Boston team was left for dead in December. People are like, oh, they should trade Jason Tatum. They should trade Jalen Brown. And then, you know, they came together. They rallied. They ended up being the best team in the league in the second half of the season. They're in the finals. They had a very tough path to the finals. Grant, there was injuries, I know. But they beat a team led by Kevin Durant. They beat a team led by Giannis. Giannis. And they beat a team. They, they beat the number one seed led by Jimmy Butler again. I know the qualifiers. Middleton was hurt. Miami was really banged up. Even Butler was banged up. But they beat who was in front of them, and they beat a lot of top players and, and the top team. So they had a tough path. The Warriors, their path wasn't quite as difficult. They beat good players. They didn't beat great teams. Um, no. I'm going I'm going Golden State, but I think it's going seven. 
I really think it's going seven. I think this is going to be a really good series. I hope it's a good series. These playoffs, we've talked about it before. These playoffs haven't been like great. The last two games, Miami, Boston, salvaged really things a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they were they were yeah. really good games. Uh, I hope that continues on into the finals. I, I just want a good series because I don't have a rooting interest really in either team. Whoever wins, cool. But I want a good series. I do too. I and I, I'm hoping that Boston can kind of follow up with what they did at the end of the Miami series. But they're versing a totally different team. Like we we said at the beginning of Boston Miami that these were two defensive juggernauts, like arguably the two best defensive teams in all of the NBA. And really, their defense, you know, showed in the first five games, and then they the defense was like the key to like who won those final two games in very close, close stretches. And now the best defensive team in Boston is versing the best offensive team of the last decade, really, uh, in the Golden State Warriors. So it's going to be very interesting. I just favor the Warriors because, you know, you got the greatest shooter of all time. You got one of the best coaches of the past decade in Steve Kerr. You got Draymond Green, who's arguably in the top five, top 10 best defensive players of the past decade, Clay Thompson, who can just turn it on and be the best scorer on the floor. I just think that the firepower of Golden State is just way too much for Boston. I'm not going to write off Boston at all, and I wouldn't be surprised that the next episode we have that Boston is in the lead in this series because of how Boston has always responded to me picking against them in in these playoffs. So I wouldn't be surprised at all, but I got to favor the Warriors and think that the Warriors are going to win the NBA Finals. And that leads me to my question. I said that I was going to ask you on this show, Jeremy. So I'll ask it now as I get the run-in from... Ah, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) You want to just pop your your face in? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi. There you go. See, you you like Jeremy. Um, But (laughs) my question is if the Warriors win this championship or or now, or now, right now, compared to if they win this championship, where would you say, Jeremy, Stephanie, Steph Curry? Stephanie Curry. Ranks, Stephanie Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry ranks in the top 10 best players in NBA history or overall best players in NBA history. Do you have them in the top 10, the top 15, top 20? Where does he rank for you? Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually like go through this because I I when people do top ten they're just like oh yeah he's definitely top ten okay then who are you taking out nobody ever wants to take anybody out like they do this with all star snubs all the time it's like oh this person was snubbed in the all star game all right well if you're gonna put this person in who are you taking out and it's like well I don't know all these guys deserve it. I don't usually compliment Nick wrong or Nick right a lot on this show, but I will say he did say the best comment that I heard is that a lot. He's like, I'm different from everybody else. Everybody else's top 10 best players in NBA history. They name 18 people. Like it's yeah. very true. People name like eight. This guy's top 10. This time's top 10. You know, you've, you've exceeded 10 people already. <laughs> right. It's, it's so annoying. I can't stand that. So I'm going to actually name my top 10. All right. No order. No order because I, I'm very bad at ordering. Um, Jordan, obviously. Uh, Magic, Bird. I've been watching Larry Bird highlights over the past week. That dude was so good. I don't he think was people so like. so good. It was so friggin' good. Like, I think people know how good Larry Bird is, but 
he i think for a lot of newer fans like there's like oh this white guy who shot threes like that's why he was so good like if you watch this man like play the game and stuff his passing his vision uh the flair post he had game. Yeah, people like, people he think he was, was all threes. Nah, that post right. up game, like that, revolutionized like guys. Like Kobe doesn't give him a lot of credit, but you see a lot of the moves Kobe had in Bird. You see like the 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 drop step that um that Dirk had in Bird. Like yeah, Bird is a re- he was he had some game for. He's probably the best player, the best unathletic player in NBA history. <laughs> he was he was so good. Uh, all right, so those three, uh, Shaq is there kobe is there those are probably my top five for timing so see like when you get into like kareem i I think kareem's definitely there wilt's there but my my issue is i don't i've not seen like enough of like kareem and wilt like i know like i've seen like highlights and stuff but i was you know born in 88 i didn't start watching nba until like mid uh 90s um so I'd heard enough about Magic and Bird and all those guys by the time. Will and Kareem and those guys were just way before my time. But everyone is pretty much consensus that they're top five. So you got to – or they're top five, top ten. So you got to kind of, you know, put them there. All right, so we're at seven now, right? Um, who who do you think yeah. that I'm, I'm I'm probably missing that – Well, if you got to – if you put Will, then you got to put in Russell as well. Yeah, well, Rus- Russell's another guy where it's like I, yeah. I, I assume he was great, but – I just I have not watched yeah. enough highlights, and I've not obviously wasn't watching them when they was actually trust playing, right? trust. I'm I, I'm the same way with Will and and Russell. I've seen a couple of their highlights, but I always say they versed a lot of gym teachers and, uh, yeah. and mechanics. But I do think that their resume is top ten for sure. Kareem, oh, I've yeah. seen a lot more like highlights and actual games because my dad used to have a whole bunch of like VHSs of like Celtics versus Lakers, and that was like my like when he first realized that I was like into NBA and basketball, he was like, Oh, I'm gonna pop these in and you're gonna watch this and you're gonna realize that Michael Jordan isn't that great. It's Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So I got to see a lot more of him. So I think, yeah, I think Kareem is honestly a top five player, but definitely top 10. We're really stupid, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's oh yeah, LeBron, there. LeBron, LeBron's in there. LeBron, we're not gonna, we're not gonna hate. I think, I think Jeremy was getting there. I think he was gonna get there. But yeah. at some point, yeah. I would have got there. I, I'm like, my problem was I'm thinking just like past players so much. Like, oh yeah, LeBron's still in the league. Um, but yeah, LeBron's there. So that's that's nine right there. So we're at nine. Um, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Duncan's there as well. Hundred percent. Duncan was so good. I mean, so, that's so, ten. That's so ten. You're right saying, so you're with me. This is that's that's. Uh, I don't. Uh, not in like probably the same order. I don't think we're gonna do order here. But that's my ten as well. That's my yeah. top ten. Stuff is just outside of that. Now it's the yeah. debate of where like top fifteen. I think he's in the top fifteen, but it's like where because you got then you got to name guys like Akeem Olajuwon. Which I don't know. I don't know. See, yeah, I was a big, I was a big Hakeem fan, and like I was, I was a big Hakeem fan. So I might, I might go Steph over Hakeem. But if you want to make the argument for Hakeem, like can't really go against that. Here, here's to me, and this is not fully like a knock on Steph, but what's gonna like sort of hold him back in some of these conversations is people are just gonna look at 
no finals MVP because he doesn't have one. He's got three rings, but no finals MVP. And people are just going to be like, okay, well, he was never the best player on his team in the finals. And people are going to look at that as a knock on him. And like, they're not incorrect to think that's a knock on him. But if he ends up, one, if they win the title this year, He's probably winning the finals MVP. I don't know. By Somebody's default, gonna need by default, yeah. like it would you would need Iguodala to do what he did in 2015 for like or someone to do something like that for him. Because yeah. I still I, I still stand by. Yes, Iguodala was the X factor, putting him in the starting lineup changed the series, but Steph was the finals MVP in 2015 yeah. for me. He was. He just was. It's you can even i I've, I've heard people debate to uh 20, what was it? 2018 because his numbers were really good in 2018 it's just kd was just out of this world in 2018 so but 2015 i still i still stand by he should have won the nba final mvp i stand by that lebron should have won the nba finals and i don't care if you give it to somebody on a team that lost not the finals the the mvp i don't care if you give it to somebody on a team that lost because it's happened in hockey they gave it to somebody on on the team that did not win the the Stanley Cup because he was that good and it's like well if this guy wasn't here this series wouldn't have been competitive at all like I know it, my my Laker history uh Jerry West Jerry West won Finals MVP on a losing team so there is a precedent if you're the best player in the finals win or lose I think you should get the the Finals MVP and people are going to be super mad at that just like they're mad about like MVP oh you can't give it to a six seed. Right, SP3? Can't give it to a six seed. Can't give it to a team. Can't give it to a player on a losing team. I don't care. If that's the best player, you give it to that guy. You, know, you give it to that guy. Here's what's going to help Steph is now they've started these like Eastern Conference, Western Conference, uh, Conference Finals, like trophies. You know, he won the Magic Johnson Award, Steph Curry. So people are like, well, he has one Magic Johnson Award now. It's like if you go through the history and like look at all this stuff, LeBron would have about 15 Larry Bird trophies <laughs> at this point. Jordan would have a ton of, of Larry Bird trophies. Like if you retroactively give these, I mean, Steph would have a, a few of these Magic Johnson titles as well. Like if you retroactively like pass out these awards, then you know, you you could you could start really stacking accolades for a couple a couple of these players. I don't think Steph is top ten yet. I don't know. I mean, even if he gets a fourth, he's probably not jumping anybody on that list. Honestly, like I I don't know who he knocks off if he because I, I I think of our list and I'm like yeah, like maybe people will say Duncan is who he knocks off. Here's another argument that hurts Steph is. He's number two on the all-time point guard list, right? Like, he's behind Magic. Yeah. I don't yes. think there's another point guard we're taking. Like, if you want to say he knocks off Duncan, then I think Duncan's the best power forward of all time. And so even yeah. though, like, even though Steph is number two, and obviously that's a great spot to be, I just don't know if I'm knocking off, like, the best power forward of all time to to put Steph there. I'm not sure if there's another guy you could for sure say – he's going to to knock off. Like if if you want to say Kareem, Russell, Wilt, these guys because you haven't seen them enough, then that that's about the only argument I can buy, but then that's just kind of admitting you just haven't seen it. Like you're not giving enough respect to the old school game and yeah. like I can't I can't fully get behind that either. No, I totally agree with you. Like the the person and you know, I I've seen a couple of highlights of Wilt and uh and Russell 
it's like you can maybe if he wins a fourth with the NBA Finals MVP, and then maybe he goes on to win maybe another championship. Then yeah, then it becomes a real debate if you if you were gonna put him over someone like Russell, who has right. eleven championships though. Like it's like how do you argue against a guy that has eleven of these championships? Like it's a very it's very hard to get him into that top five. But I would say like he's top fifteen for sure, and I would go as far like it's a debate if he's got that eleven spot. I think with this championship, he may have like just the just the edge over someone like Akeem Olajuwon, who I would put at that 11 spot right now. I would say that Steph kind of jumps over him with four championships, two league MVPs, the the all time three point records, revolutionizing the game. Like, yeah, I would I would put Steph up there. I I'd say right now, going to his six NBA Finals, and especially if he wins this championship. He's exceeded KD, his former teammate, where a lot of people maybe like after their third, after Steph's third championship and second for KD, people would say that KD was ahead of Steph by a couple of spots. But I think that Steph has closed that margin significantly. And we've seen what KD has done since he left Golden State. So I got Steph at 12 right now before the NBA finals, but I'm saying that with this championship and especially when you look at the fact that you know no 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 player i don't think yeah when you when i'm thinking about all the other players that uh, we just named none of those players can say that they've won two championships with not another top 75 player on their team like that's the may- of clay thompson i'm sorry clay thompson you're, clay, you're not clay top thompson. 75 I don't think Clay did make like that top seventy-five team, but that team is is super, super dumb. Like, look, no offense to to Damian Lillard, I would have put Clay Thompson over Damian Lillard. That's the is that a hot take? Is that a hot take? No, I don't. I don't think that's too much of a hot take. To be honest, to be honest, yeah, I don't think that's too much of a hot take because Clay's got the championships. Like Clay, yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even looking at championships. I think Clay gets a bad rap because he's had Steph by his side the entire his entire career. So people are just always going to look at him as the number two guy, right? So like Lillard has he's been he's been the number one option his entire career. So people are just automatically be like, well, he was the number one option, so he's obviously better because he's had less support and stuff. Clay Thompson is beast and the way he's bounced back uh this season especially in the, the second half has been amazing clay thompson legitimately still like one of the the greatest shooters of all time and he was at that he was at that level before this injury still shooting the ball well and he's way more than just oh catch and shoot kind of three-point guy he was a great defender before his injury it slipped a little since the injury um, but like he can, he can get, he can create his own shot good in the post. He's got a, he's got a uh, nice little post game where he can get that, get to his fade away and everything. Like Clay Thompson is really good. And had he been able to get to his own team, I think Clay Thompson could have easily done what Damian Lillard did, which is make one conference finals that gets swept. Clay Thompson could have easily done that. All right, if you if you have Clay Thompson on his own team, he could have made a conference finals and get swept. What has Damian Lillard actually accomplished? I will say that, like that's the big, that's what I'm saying. Like off, off accomplishments alone, 
yeah, I would probably put Clay ahead of Damian Lillard because he really hasn't achieved anything. And I see the Stat King in the uh, in the chat saying that he's a lifelong Blazers and Dame fan. I'm gonna shoot on him and tell you folks he's only been a Blazers fan for like two years. He's only been a, a Blazers and Damian Lillard fan for like two years since he hit that shot on uh, Jeremy Thunder. Like th- two, three years, maybe. That was the time, I guess, to get on the Blazers because everyone was like, oh, look what they did to the Thunder. That was honestly the worst time to get on the Blazers because that was their peak. They peaked on that shot. Damian Lillard peaked on that shot. He hadn't accomplished anything since. And he's, I don't know if he's going to accomplish anything moving forward. What are the, the Blazers suck. They have no direction. I don't know who's on the team anymore outside of Lillard. I I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. Oh, we're going to get Zach Lillard. You got cap space. Have fun passing the ball to cap space, Damian Lillard. Enjoy that. I hope cap space can knock down some threes and play some defense and create their own shot because nobody else on that team can do it. Man, Dame Lillard just needs to leave. Honestly, what are we doing here? Dame Lillard, come to the Lakers. Come on, come to the Lakers. Go to Milwaukee. Go to Milwaukee. As I say, I'm, I'm giving them options here. Go, nice. go to Milwaukee. Play with play with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like there's there's multiple options. Don't don't spend the rest of your career on the Blazers thinking that you're making a difference. Kevin De- Kevin Garnett showed you the way. He showed you that being loyal to the small market team that ain't going to go nowhere, ain't going to win no championships, it will damage your legacy overall. Uh, I mean, I guess it kind of will damage your legacy just because people care so much about rings. I saw this argument yesterday. People were having it on Twitter of um, uh, like top top power forwards, and somebody had somebody had Draymond ranked over Barkley, and it's like, well, he's got rings. It's like so like nobody who's. Yes, nobody who's starting a team has Draymond over Barkley. Nobody in the the history thinks Draymond Green is a better player than Charles Barkley. But sure, if you want to use Ring's argument, then I guess, I guess. I I would go power forwards. I would go Duncan, even though I hate his guts, Karl Malone, um, Dirk Nowinski, KG. Charles Barkley. I would go. I would go Duncan. It, Giannis is a power forward. Like Giannis is. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, damn. Damn, man. <laughs> that makes it even tougher. All right, Duncan, Giannis. Yeah. Carmelone. Dirk Nowinski. Even though he has a ring, I'll take I'll take Barkley over Dar- Garnett. Barkley over Garnett, that's fair. Yeah, I'm bumping I'm bumping Carmelo from that list. Fuck that guy. Um, I, 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 I'm with you. No, never <laughs> mind. Yeah, we, we're, I, if that's the energy we're keeping on FFC, yeah, man, fuck Carmelo. I don't, Get I don't out care of here. about Carmelo, man. Mailman, man, mailman don't come to the hood, so I don't care about no mailman. So throw Carmelo out of there. Put Kevin Garnett in there. Yeah, get get Carmelo the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that list. Now, Draymond, I'm glad he's got rings. Like, cool. He look, he's probably an underrated player because I do think he's 
as a playmaker, he's very good. As a defender, he's obviously very good. Obviously not much of a score. But there was a time he could he could score. Like he, one year he shot the the three ball pretty well. But like nobody is looking at as like, oh yeah, Draymond Green top is he even like a top ten power forward? The power forward. All right, if, we, if we do top ten, then I do have to mention Carl Malone. He is the yeah, second. that's he is, he, is, he is what in the top five scoring of all time. So he would be six. Then, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I think I could think of people, but I never. I would. It would be a while before I say I would put Anthony Davis. Ahead of, Chris Webber. Chris, I'll take Chris, Chris Webber over, over, over Draymond. Um, Trying to think, Anthony, Anthony Davis, I guess. See, the, the thing is, is what if you're looking at accolades, if you're looking at accolades, it's tough to argue with Draymond because he does have like the rings and, and everything. Dennis like if, Rodman, I would put ahead of him. Dennis Rodman, that's a that's a close one. Um, I like to look at yeah, Kevin McHale is good. Yeah, um, McHale's in there. See, I like to look at it of like if I'm starting a team, who do I want? Like, this is how I look at it. And Draymond's not a guy. I'm, I'm thinking of if I'm starting a team because you need the right players around him for that team to succeed. I can get Charles Barkley and be like, yeah, I'm starting a team. This is my number one guy. We're good. If I have Draymond Green, I need to make sure there are like good shooters and stuff around it. Because if I have Draymond Green and my second best player is Rudy Gobert or something, that team sucks. That team ain't doing nothing. Okay, so um, that's why when I look at like all time rankings and, and things like that, like I look slightly less about accomplishments, even though they're obviously very important and more about if I'm starting a team, like who am I taking? And that's why I would take Anthony Davis, because if I look at it that way, like, yeah, if I'm doing like an all time draft, I'm taking Anthony Davis over Draymond Green. Anthony Davis is a guy I can build my team around and my second best player could be kind of anybody. And I'm not too worried about it, where if Draymond I need a very good first player because Draymond is my third option. Exactly. Like you need you need two other players before you even get to to Draymond. And I, I appreciate the questions in the chat, but y'all are naming centers. I see yeah. someone says where's Shaq on the list? Where's Alonzo yeah. Mourning, Patrick Ewan? Those are centers. Now, if we go centers, that that's an interesting conversation because I've heard most like the I think like the other positions, there's very firm who's number one for that. But center, I, I've heard like people say five different options, and we named a couple of them in our top ten. You got Wilt, you got Bill Russell, you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you got Shaquille O'Neal, you got Akeem Olajuwon. That's five, or, that's, that's five already. Yeah, that's five. And you can you could make any of those guys number one, and I would not argue with you because they all have their own specific – argument to be in the number one spot and then you would get to like the alonzo mornings the patrick ewings those type of guys down the line but i think that top five is firm you you can put it however order you want but that's the five matt matt has a good question we're gonna have draymond or rasheed yeah i'm i'm thinking starting team not like accolade stuff i really like sheed she's probably like pretty underrated all things considered. Plus, he gave us ball don't lie, which is one of the the. Oh my god! Like, uh, no, things. no, no! The best post game <laughs> press conference of all time is Rashid Rashid Wallace after the 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 Portland Trailblazers lost to the Dallas Mavericks. Both teams played hard. Both teams played hard. 
both these way hard. <laughs> that is the greatest post-game press conference of all time. Just for entertainment alone, I would probably put Rashid. But if I'm put together a team, and I wouldn't pick either one as my first pick, to be honest. But if I'm picking oh, yeah. a team, okay, okay. And so, it comes down to Draymond or Rashid. I'm thinking I would take Draymond. I think Draymond has a little bit more of the intangibles I'm looking for. You know, defensive stopper. He could be the glue of my team. Great passer. I would take Draymond over Rashid. That's fair. Um, so here, here's a game I like to play with my uh, with my friend. Like when it comes to that, I don't think Rashid or Draymond's the number one option. Like if that's your number one option, your team's probably not very good. So we like to like add a number one option, or if we have a number one option, we like to add a number two option. So your number one option is Trey Young. Do you want Draymond or Rasheed? I'll take Draymond. I think I think if your number one option is Trey Young, Draymond would be better because you could utilize Trey a lot like Steph. Like exactly. if he if he moves off the ball and stuff. Draymond can hit him. He can cover defensively. Uh, and, and Rashid like wasn't a bad defender, but no. Draymond, he's a guy who can guard all positions and everything. Uh, that's fair. If your number one option is Chris Paul, do you want Rashid or Draymond? That, that's a good one. I, yeah, then I would take Rashid. See? Like it, a lot <laughs> of it comes down to like who, who the option is. This is a game me and my friend play just all the time. We just like, who, who are you taking on this? And then we try to pair them up with somebody. So a lot of it comes down to who your number one option is. Uh, if you're trying to build your team around one of these guys, I'd probably go Rashid, honestly, because I think he fits more with with different players. Because if I'm, if I'm looking at my number one option, then I, I think I can have a different number one. Like I could, I have more options to go elsewhere if I have Rashid, where if I have Draymond, my options feel sort of limited to point guards or, or players who are going to move off the ball a little bit more. And not everybody's willing to do that. Like, I don't think Draymond Green and Russell Westbrook are a great pairing because Draymond ain't going to cover. I mean, he can cover for him defensively a little bit, but Russ ain't moving off the ball. So that's going to take away some nope. of Draymond's playmaking. <laughs> and stuff so i think rashid is just a better option there there are only so many guys who are gonna just like move off the ball like steph curry does and that's that's a thing like there's just there's only so many guys who are gonna do that and if you don't have guys who are gonna move off the ball draymond is a little bit more limited than someone like rashid who can get his own shot and who can like stretch like he, he was a 33 percent shooter from three um and i think like if he played in more of this era that would have been a little bit better where the three-point shot is more valued. Um, yeah. But, like, he, he was a good shooter overall. Uh, so I'd probably go Rashid over Draymond if I'm starting a team. Hey, he was the number one option on a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals and nearly won it. They were up by 15 before my Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> defeated them, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to remind everybody of that. And he was, he was probably the the best overall player on that uh, t- 20, uh, 2004 championship Detroit Pistons team. I would say uh, Rip Hamilton or Chauncey Billups was the best scorer on the team. Ben Wallace was the best defender. But if you think about overall offense and defense, Rasheed Wallace was probably the best overall 
player, and he was the difference maker between that team in 2003 and the team in 2004 that won the championship. So, yeah, I, w- I would say Rashid Wallace has enough accolades as well to go along with all the stuff that he can do. He's a good, he's a great shooter uh, for a guy his size and the position he plays. He's a good defender. So, I mean, there's not a lot of guys that Draymond Green can uh, be with. And looking at Draymond, he hasn't had the opportunity to be the number one guy or the best overall player on any team he's ever been on. Rasheed, we have seen it at least. I don't, if your top option is Draymond Green, your team ain't going nowhere. Oh, no, 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 probably not. They're not, they're not. That's just just disrespectful, Ron, saying Robert Horry over Draymond Green. That's just ridiculous. And that's coming from a Laker fan that I will say we would have never won. Better shooter. Better shooter. Better shooter for sure. (laughs) Better clutch players for sure. But as a play, as a person who says that the Lakers wouldn't have won the 2002 championship without Robert Horry, nah, that's disrespectful to Draymond. Come on, he's a better Stop. shooter though. Uh, yeah, Stop. I would, I would take Draymond over over Robert Horry. That is very disrespectful. Stop. Stop. <laughs> um, since we did, so we did all these positions. We might as well finish off. Small forward, LeBron is number one, right? Yeah, LeBron's number one. So you go LeBron, Bird, KD. Even though fuck Kevin Durant for you. Yeah, even though it's always fuck Kevin Durant. Yeah, I think that's. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I'm slotting there, and I don't think there is. The Bird and Durant thing is very interesting debate. I think a lot of like new people would take Kevin Durant, and like aesthetically wise, like Durant was probably like he's more aesthetically pleasing to watch. But like after watching these Larry Bird highlights, Bird was so so good. like he's he's very aesthetically pleasing. I, he's gonna get a bad rap because he's white and not athletic, but he's very aesthetically pleasing. To watch i would probably go bird over durant yeah. largely I, because it is fuck kevin durant no i i said someone has not fuck kevin durant i really like kevin durant and if you want if you've been watching the show i rooted for him in the first round before he let me down and it's not because he let me down i just think that their resumes are very similar and i just like larry bird more i think like i said like he's probably the most unathletic great player in NBA history. Like he didn't jump out the gym. He wasn't a like anything that I could say that he was greater than athletic wise than anyone else that we've named in these great in these uh you know all time lists. But yes he just had the intangibles and he was a great defender. I feel he was just a slightly better defender than KD. But if you look at their resumes they're very similar. They got league MVPs three championships, but I get, I'll take bird over KD because I'm just also, there's the fact that, you know, there was no question Larry bird's team was the Boston Celtics and he was the best player on that team. There has been questions with the three champion with the, uh, well, no, KD doesn't have three championships. He's got two. I, keep, yeah. I keep thinking that he was there for the, for the first one. No, he has two championships. So you get, you know, bird has one championship over him. Uh, you know, KD was the best player in those NBA finals, but throughout the regular season on both of those championship teams, there was times I could say that Steph was the best player on the team. So there is no question with Larry Bird. I'll take Larry Bird over KD. Then the rest of the top five, I've heard multiple different people. Like I've heard Dominique Wilkins in like the top five best small forwards. Um, 
I'm trying to think if there's anyone from this current generation because the small forward position has kind of grown in prominence in the last like 20 years more than the previous 50 years before it. Uh, I mean, who are the best small forward? Like Jimmy Butler is one of the better small forwards today. I mean, not one of the better. Like he's he's one or up there. Like Tatum. The problem the problem with small forward is like the pos- the game has become very positionless to where a lot of like shooting guards are kind of playing small forward. A lot of small forwards are playing like power forwards. Like Jason Tatum is a guy that's kind of considered a small forward because if you look at their team, like it, their starting lineup is like Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, and Robert Williams at times. And so by that, like Jason Tatum's a de facto small forward, even though he also kind of, I think he's more listed as like a power forward. So, I mean, Jason Tatum's uh, we- not on that list. We got to yeah, I'm sorry, not Dominique Williams. We got to put Kawhi Leonard in there. Despite despite oh, yeah, the the load management, yeah, this man won NBA Finals MVP for the Spurs as well as the Raptors. And then yeah, then the the fifth position is a debate with what Matt's saying. Dr. J or Pippen? Yeah, Dr. J's there. Um like Scotty Pippen's probably underrated cuz people are just going to be like, "Oh, he was carried by Jordan and everything." Sort of like a Clay Thompson treatment. But like yeah. Scottie Pippen, just a great all-around player, and it, I, I would go, I would go Scottie Pippen. I and it's probably a not uh, a thing where I just didn't watch enough Dr. J and even like highlights. I haven't seen, I've seen like all the highlights that stick out, but just like outside of like the dunks and the rim finishes and stuff, I don't know if he was like a great shooter or anything. And that era was so so much different. So I'm probably just more like era biased, and we go Scottie Pippen. Yeah, I would go Saudi Pippen too because from the like I said, I had a lot of VHSs of '80s basketball, and Dr. Dre, Dr. J was on Dr. that, and, and Dr. Dre too. Uh, Dr. J was on that. I thought he was. I think he's an underrated defender for sure. But shooting wise, I would take Pippen. Defensive wise, I would take Pippen. You know, Pippen's got the resume with the championships playing with Michael Jordan. And yeah, it is it is an era wise too, where I seen more of Scottie Pippen, and I just gotta give him the respect that he's at least a top five small forward. So yeah, it would go LeBron, Bird, KD, Kawhi, Pippen. I think that's right. I think that's fair. If we hit all the positions, you want to do shooting guard. Well, there's no question. It's 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 MJ and Kobe one and two. Yeah, it's MJ, Kobe, uh, Dwayne Wade. Like I think D Wade, yeah, D Wade. Yeah, I think that's D-Wade. top three without like any type of debate. Then I would go Allen Iverson. Ooh, I would go AI. I would go AI. A little spicy, but I'm not mad at it. Like to I'm, put I'm, in Allen Iverson, when it comes to my favorite players in NBA history, it's Kobe Bryant and Allen Iverson. Like, I love Michael Iverson. Jordan. I love so, Michael okay, Jordan. Okay. Michael Jordan would be third, but it's those two. So let, let's, uh, I, I think position by position. Somebody in the chat mentioned earlier, um, like they didn't have Steph. I think it was Matt Payne. Hold on. I want to I find this because I don't want to. Uh, it's like position by position, everyone does that, right? Let's let's do something yeah. a little bit, a little bit different. Where is this? Thank you for the super chat, uh, throwback. I'll read that in a second. Um, okay, was it no? Ah. Fuck. Why can't I find this? All right, I'm pretty sure it was Matt Payne, and I apologize that I, I'm scrolling and I just can't find this at all. Um, but he basically said like Steph probably not top ten all time, probably top fifteen, but like influence on the game. Steph Curry. Here we go. It was it was actually a bad yeah. company built. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. So I agree to 11 to 15 all time, but definitely top 10 most important to the game. Okay. So I think he's let's, top let's, five, honestly. Yeah. Most important so let's have this game. conversation about like most important to the game. Um, I, I think Jordan is, is still number one. Like he's like, yes, just influence on the game inside, outside. It's tough to top Jordan. I think Steph is definitely there. Yeah. Top five is not is not a stretch at all. This man changed the game no. with like how how kids coming up today are like trying to shoot the ball and everything. Like he that three-point line has become something like everyone is just weaponized the three-point line and all the players coming up now just everybody wants to shoot threes and that is largely Steph's influence because he was taking all these different shots. I definitely think Steph is Is there anybody is he two? Like is he legitimately? Two? He might. He might be legitimately number two in that in that conversation. Like Steph Curry, I I would say LeBron's in there. LeBron yeah. has to be in there as well. I just mentioned him, but I'll say it, Allen Iverson. Iverson. Yeah, Iverson. Iverson. Yo, yeah. If you didn't live through like the late nineties, early two thousands, you will not understand how important Allen Iverson was to NBA and basketball culture. Like that, he created. Like he is probably the first guy since Michael Jordan who like really influenced a whole culture from how he played the game, how he dressed outside of the game, like at the cornrows, dude. I lived in a place where everyone had cornrows because of Allen Iverson. Like he made people get different hairstyles. Like Allen Iverson, yeah. Like he's got to be in the top five as well, and then. Like, not doing it, like, ranking-wise, but I would say probably, yeah, I would say if I'm if I'm going to rank them, I would say Jordan, Curry. Now I'm trying to debate Iverson or LeBron. Money Mark uh, says Magic and Bird saved the league. Like, that's that's 100% true. Like, yeah. I, I almost, like, tie them together, which is a little unfair. Um, I mean, I, I think that's fair, though. Like, I think that would be the fifth position, honestly. It's like a two-headed monster. Because yeah. um, one couldn't do it without the other, honestly. Right. Like, they create At a time where, you know, race was very prevalent, they had we had two figures in NBA that really stood for the the culture, like kind of like split. And like if it wasn't for them, the NBA wouldn't have been in a position for Michael Jordan to take it to that next level. So I think it is fair to put them together on the top five. I, I think you you kind of have to. I, if I had to go one or the other, I'd, I'd go Magic over Bird. Um, but they definitely needed needed each other and i go magic over bird largely because of like his his passing influence and the way like the the flash he brought there even though again you watch bird highlights that man was throwing these little tap passes and behind the the uh back passes and like over overhead passes like no look passes and stuff so like bird certainly had a little flair to to his passing game but like magic i mean when you talk about like passing flair there ain't there ain't no there really ain't anybody over uh magic um, so that's why I'd probably go magic over bird and that along with everything you brought off the court as well. Like Showtime Lakers are more memorable, are more like memorable than like birds Celtics. 
and they're, yeah. they're the Showtime Lakers. So I would I would go Bird or Magic over Bird if you have to pick one. But I do think it's fair to just like group them together. Yeah, and yeah, I I'm I would say I'm putting I'm putting Iverson over LeBron as far as like changing the game, most important to the game. I'm I'm sorry, like I maybe I put Iverson Mark and y'all y'all alerting this on this episode, but I'd put Iverson ahead of this, this is like I have no problem with this because I think Iverson, I mean, he should be there when it comes to like influence. And you listen to a lot of players nowadays with just how much like Iverson like what meant to them growing up. And I, what I love about Iverson is like while a lot of these old guys, Trace and Grady, like to like downplay the current generation and like, Oh y'all haven't done anything. Like Iverson like just ups everybody, which is great. Like I love yeah. Iverson just like love, like the, the, the John Morant, like he seems to really like John Morant. He's defended Westbrook and everything. He seems to really like everyone and is like rooting for everyone instead of like trying to tear him down, which is, which is awesome. I love to see that from Iverson. Yeah. Iverson, the way he influenced uh, the game back in the day was, it was really unheard of at that time because the league was like after Jordan, the league was no doubt struggling and Iverson definitely brought a flair back to the game that it, it certainly needed after, after the Jordan era. Yeah, man. Like I, I gotta, I gotta give it to, to Iverson, but that would be like the top five. I do agree with you. Magic overbird. If we just had to pick one player, but I think it's well-deserved and right to put them together in that like influence on the game because they both had had a significant impact in the 80s on the game of basketball and really brought the league back like when the league was kind of behind all the other major sports it made it into that conversation of it's on the level of football and baseball so yeah i i would say there that's right but as far as two guards you got jordan kobe d d wade Iverson, who would you put at five? Or or is Iverson in your five? No, yeah, Iverson's definitely in my five. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put Iverson in that. Like I think there's an argument for Clyde uh to, to be up there. But I would I would put Iverson. I was a big Iverson fan too. Like yeah, I, I it, like you I a lot of times I'll go with like two K as well. Like who do I like using in two K? And I love using Iverson. Oh man, yo, that Sixers all time team that's a problem, yo. That's a problem, man. You got him, you got Dr. J, you can put Wilt on that team. Like, yo, that's a problem. (laughs) Uh, throwback, throwback says, Thank you for the super chat. Throwback says, With the hometown team, the Celtics being the finals, if they win, do you put Tatum Brown Smart up there with Garnett, Pierce, Allen? You think Tatum will become more paired with Pierce? after this um i well the thing with like the garnett pierce allen team they only won one title i know they got to multiple finals and they were you know they were in the conference finals uh until they ran into lebron but like they only won one title together tatum smart brown like they got some years left like they're still young players if they win this year they're gonna be favored next year and probably the year after like they're gonna be favored for a while and it's tough to win multiple titles it's very tough but I think this could take them to a different level. Um, I don't know if they'll be quite to the Pierce Garnett Allen level, even after, even if they win this title, because that team was just so that team, it, it it's different because, you know, Pierce and Allen didn't, they weren't part of that or not Pierce uh, Garnett and Allen weren't part of that team. Like all these guys were drafted 
by by Boston. They all came up in Boston and everything. The the Garnett team was it was different because it's like, oh, here's Garnett who everyone loved in Minnesota. Here's Ray Allen who was this great player but just never got over the hump and then, you know, got that ousted and everything. It's like they're coming together for this championship goal and everybody was happy that they got it. I guess except for Lakers fans. Everyone was happy that they got it uh together. It's like, oh, they finally like they achieved their goal. They got over the hump. Um while Brown and Tatum and Smart, it's like these guys were drafted, built up, coming up from Boston, and now they're our guys. They're here. They won us a title. I think for some reason, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe Boston fans can can speak uh, speak to it better than I can. But like, I think for some reason, people rooted more for the Garnett team because they were just happy to see these guys after so many years get that more than this team, where it's like, well, they're still young. They get this one great but now you have like kind of more to accomplish does that make sense yeah the expectations become greater like uh, you know this season there was really no expectations because they had came up short in the bubble they came up short last year in the playoffs and they had a very rough first half of the season i remember on a lot of preseason nba stuff that i was doing i put boston in the playoffs but i had them like six maybe fifth the highest that i had them i didn't have them as a number two seed and the best team of the second half of the season so yeah the 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 boston big three of 2008 is going to be in like a more favorable light but even that big three is not greater than bird parish and McHale. that's the big three in yeah. boston history so you you know there's levels to this but i would say that if tatum brown and smart win this championship I think that I would put them ahead of them because I think they're going to get back to the NBA finals at the very least. So they would match what uh, the, the big three of Allen uh, Garnett and Pierce did going to two NBA finals. So I think that they have so much, they have, they can probably have like 10 years of their career left in Boston and really become the next dynasty after the golden state warriors. And that's what makes this whole matchup very interesting because you have the dynasty of this generation versus a potential dynasty in the making with how great Tatum has played in these playoffs and the obstacles he's had to overcome with KD with Giannis with you know the number one seed Miami Heat so it's very appropriate that they are versing the Golden State Warriors here. Do they come up just short against this dynasty of this generation? And Curry can really establish himself, you know, cement his spot in the top 11, top 12 players in NBA history. Or is it going to be time for a new dynasty to be born? It's a very interesting NBA finals in that light. I'm rooting for Al Horford to win this title. This man Played like 140 playoff games before he finally got to the finals. I need Al Horford after the year in OKC where they rehabbed him. They made him great, just like they made Chris Paul great. Chris Paul got to the finals one year after OKC. Al Horford gets to the finals one year after OKC. If anybody would like to make the finals next year, you want to trade for Derek Favors, we got you. Come get Derek Favors. You get guaranteed trip to the finals. Go for it. Kemba, if Kemba would have stuck around, it could have traded him next year and gotten to the finals. But they just decided to send him to New York, and he didn't play in OKC. That's why New York didn't do anything. He didn't get the, the OKC in him. 
He didn't get the so OKC make- rub. <laughs> get that um, OKC rub, yo. <laughs> I am rooting for Al Horford though to to finally to finally uh, get the get the championship. It'd be good. It'd be good for him. As far as Tatum and Pierce, I'm kind of on a fuck Paul Pierce bandwagon. So oh, I, I am I too. Can- I've, yeah. I've been like that since he had to use the bathroom <laughs> in that 2008 NBA Finals. I like I like uh, I like Jason Tatum. I, I think Jason Tatum. Uh, I take him over Paul Pierce, honestly. And I'm probably like being unfair to Paul Pierce because I just I don't really care for him. So I, I I I'm I'm right there with you, and that's why you you haven't heard Paul Pierce's name be mentioned in any of our top five. Tatum has a chance to get into the top five in these conversations. You said Clyde, though, as as two guard. I don't know. Clyde, there's a couple of guys I would put, like, top five in that conversation. Clyde's in there for sure. But T-Mac, I feel T-Mac doesn't get a lot of love. Yeah, Um, I really like McGrady, but. I, I love McGrady. Uh, James Harden has kind of took it himself out of it, hasn't he? Like, I would say, like, two, three years ago, James Harden was, like, in that conversation where a lot of yeah. people were saying he's a top five two guard of all time. But I think he's played himself out in the postseason out of that well, conversation. As the, you know, the longer James Harden career goes, when he gets into the postseason, when it matters, he starts to fade and he sucks. So this is what happened. This is what happens in his career now. He was great. First half, you know, great early in the season, you know, around the all-star break doing well as his career gets into the back half when you, you know, into the playoffs, he disappears. So that's what's happened with James Harden. I, I would say Jerry West. Jerry West is there, even though I haven't seen a lot of him, but the logo. Yeah, I would put Jerry Jerry West ahead of Clyde for my top five. Yeah. That's like that's Laker bias for you though, folks. I'm gonna be honest. That's Laker bias. Nick Wright's list sucks. I don't know what. Yeah, that, let, that let's list. stop bringing up Nick Wright. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry I brought him up, but let's stop mentioning Nick <laughs> Wright because he's Nick wrong most of the time, and he's ridiculous. Luca is not ahead of Chris Paul already. That's just him trying to bad mouth Chris. He always bad mouths Chris Paul and Nikola Jokic. That's where I got a lot of my Nikola Jokic does. Uh, Are you actually Nick Wright? SB thirty, we're cousins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, point guards, though. Point guards. We mentioned that earlier. Magic and Steph are one and two. Yeah, obviously. Steve um, Nash. Steve Nash is my goat, man. I love that dude. He's not three. He's not actually me. there. No, yeah, he's not he's actually. Not like, he's not actually there. But man, I love Steve Nash. Steve Nash ruled. That's a guy who. Like the seven second or less Suns, like kind of got me back into the NBA. Like the way they played, the way Steve Nash played. Steve Nash in this era, with like more free flowing offense Holy and hell. more like more emphasis on just like on three points and everything. Dude, Steve Nash would have been the original Steph Curry if Mike D'Antoni was actually ahead of the game because he would have just let Nash chuck those threes. Like he would have been. Steve Nash was the man. I don't care what anyone says. He was great. He was great. I can't I can't deny Steve Nash. He's in my top five. I'll give him that. He's okay. definitely in my top five. I would put Stockton ahead of him. Fuck Stockton. John Stockton. John Stockton deserves love. People don't give him enough, no, enough credit. 
Don't give him a, it's not his fault that he had to play with that albatross of Carl Malone his entire career for the his look as a player, years. as a player, as a player, fine. John Stockton, very good. As a human being, fuck John Stockton. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, that's what we that's what we blended in. Like we're not supposed to, we're just supposed to talk about them as uh players, but human being wise, yeah, a lot of these people are are scumbags and stuff like that. But I put hey. I put Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson's a point guard. I put him up there. Yeah, uh, Big Isaiah Thomas. I I put Jason. I put there. I put Isaiah Thomas third. I would put okay. Isaiah yeah, Thomas third. Fair. Stockton. Nash. That's my that's my. Time. Wow, Nash over Kid. I think like as players, yeah. even though I like Nash more, I think Kid might have been like a better player. Dude, I I, I hadn't seen enough of like Oscar Robertson, but come on now, Oscar Robertson was. I think most people yeah. have him top five. Damn, the who I who do I take out? Stockton or or Nash? Stockton. Are we are we really gonna give him the call below treatment? Why not? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put Big O in Stockton spot, and then and then Steve Nash. Um, kid, I think we would look. I would look at Kid's career so much more favorable. If they would have gave him the MVP in tw- in two thousand two, two thousand two, he deserved the MVP. I stay, I have lived on that hill for years. I I love that that New Jersey Nets team of two thousand two, the fast break Nets. Oh my God, that he should have won the the league MVP that season. That's fair. I mean, he he definitely should have. Yeah, Chris Paul over Steve Nash. Like that's pro- that's. That's probably fair too, honestly. I mean, I, nope. SV3 ain't gonna say that. He definitely ain't going. Chris nope. Ball Chris Ball's top ten. I'll, I'll give Chris Ball top ten. I'll give him top ten. I'll, I'll give him top ten. I put Stockton at six, seven. I would put um, damn, who who am I putting at seven? I'm trying to think as many people as possible before I get to Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> Gary Payton. I put at I put at uh seven. Yes, I'll put a seven Gary Payton and then Russell Chris Westbrook, Damian Lillard all over Chris Paul. No, I'll put Chris Paul at eight. Then I would say Westbrook is in the top 10, maybe. He's probably up. He's there. Yeah. League I, MVP. I don't know about top 10. I don't know about top 10. League MVP got to put him at the 10 spot okay. and, the, and the triple doubles, all the triple doubles. People are going to hate on Westbrook because of the, the past couple of years, but I mean, yeah. why not? Especially last year. I should hate on him for last year. <laughs> All right, let's let's quickly I, I don't I sent the link to Caden, but I don't know if he realizes that we're doing the show on a Tuesday now and then doing the show. Um on uh, Monday moving forward. We're we are doing like technically Mondays, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um so real quick, hockey, the abs. I did not have to quit yesterday. Um did not have to quit the this show or just fightful overall because the abs actually won game six with five seconds left on the clock sp3 five seconds left in a hockey game they they scored they won i was very excited the fiance was watching with me she was like oh my god you got to calm down um but it was it was a great game glad we won we're in the conference finals we're facing the edmonton oilers sp3 i know you're not watching a lot of hockey this but, conference but can, final. We, can we can we can we give me credit for giving you your your abs the luck? I literally said 
I was like, I'm gonna send goodbyes to the Avs, and then they won. We're no we're, look, we're not we're not we're not. Uh, um, so John John Martin, I actually paid attention to that score, and I haven't watched anything of hockey playoffs to see if Jeremy would have quit his job. <laughs> <laughs> I was one. I was relieved we won. Two. I was mainly relieved that like. I did not have to watch like game seven during double or nothing because I would have just been agitated the whole time. It would have just been horrible. So we're playing Edmonton. SP3, I know you're not watching a lot of hockey. I thank you for putting good vibes on them. I don't believe like we're still, we're going to lose in four to Edmonton. It's fine. They got the best player in the world, Connor McDavid. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, SP3. McDavid, Connor McDavid against Nathan McKinnon. Okay. This is prime LeBron James. This is like Miami, LeBron James, even like early, I don't know about early Cavs, LeBron James, but this is prime LeBron James against maybe prime Kevin Durant, honestly. This is this is prime LeBron. Think of the Miami squad so, against. Yeah, I was going to say 20, I would say 2012 LeBron is like peak LeBron for me. Yeah. Against, against 20. 2017 KD on the Warriors. That's what this matchup is. McKinnon versus McDavid. These are arguably the two best players in the league. McDavid, 100% the best player in the league. McKinnon, if he's not number two, like there's a couple guys who could be on that list. Austin Matthews is one. No doubt top five. You could argue he is number two. Then we have uh, on the abs, Kale McCarr. Not even debating, he's the best defenseman in the league. And he's another guy who arguably top five player in the league. There's so much talent on both of these teams. I don't know if you're going to get a chance to watch. I know the time difference is, is messed up. So where these games are on at, at t- tough times for you. If you can watch any of these games, I promise you they'll be entertaining. Because the goalies, they ain't that good. So we're going to get a lot of goals in this series, I would imagine. These goalies are very erratic and all over the place, these playoffs. So we could see a lot of like stupid mistakes from the goalies. There's so much speed. There's so much talent. Everybody watching this show, SB3 included, try to watch some of this. I, I like, I love hockey. I, I'm not a like oh, my sport kind of guy. I don't like jumping in like, oh, I, in people's mentions, be like, well, watch hockey. Like a lot of, a lot of hockey fans do that. Like, please like my sport. I hate that stuff. I am just saying, please watch these games. You can still watch all the other stuff you watch. I'm not trying to compare it to anything else, even though I did just compare it to LeBron and Durant to, to try to explain to people how big of a matchup this is. This like, is for any football fans as well. This is Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Yeah, it, it, it 100% is. This is Brady versus Manning when they were, and they had plenty of matchups in their prime. Exactly. Like, yeah, that that's what this is. Like, this is a huge matchup. I implore people to, to watch it, even if you don't like hockey, if you're on the fence about watching hockey. I really think if you watch this, you will understand why hockey is a very fun sport to watch because you're going to see a lot of talent. You're going to see a lot of fun stuff uh, in this series. Matt Patton says, the playoffs have been fired from the NHL. I'll catch it randomly. Very Th- These playoffs have been very good. Like they, We've had a lot of game sevens. Uh, the first round had like five or six game sevens. We've had close games. We've had memorable moments. I'd like a little bit more overtime my team's been to three overtime games i wish we've had more like elsewhere there's been last second goals and five seconds left in the game game six with, with the abs and the blues there was the the tampa and, and florida series that goal came in like three seconds left in the game like a lot of like buzzer beating goals which is crazy in the nhl 
so yeah, hockey does have like just great, great playoffs. I think we're in for, and then in the East, we have the two best goalies in the league going at it. So in the West, you have the two best players. Uh, and then in the East, you have the two best goalies. So if you like more defensive games, if you want to see like great goalie performance, you can watch the East. If you want to see just high flying up and down uh, a lot of goals, you can watch the West. Either way, you're getting something good out of out of hockey in these conference finals. I think it's going to be a really good conference finals. I'm excited. I, next week, I'll be just cursing at everything because the Avs will have been swept by then, I think. Uh, so it's not going to be great. But everyone watch the NHL playoffs. The, the NHL, they got very fortunate this year with the Rangers. Are in, I know you hate all the New York teams, SB3. But the Rangers are uh, in the in the conference finals in the in the East. Tampa, Tampa's back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. They're still alive. They're in the East as well. Like that, you have that thread going. Watch the NHL playoffs, everybody. It's been very good this year. I think that we're going to get a great conference finals. So that's my pitch to everyone to watch the NHL playoffs. That's it. This is the the Jeremy the Jeremy edition of the penalty box. <laughs> I'm like I'm a, I'm upbeat a little bit about about the playoffs right now because my team's there. You know, next week I'll have my big rant because we've lost and I'll be super pissed about everything. But right now, trying to preach some hockey positivity out there. And next week I'll I'll be agitated and angry and just hate everybody. Um, Hockey positivity, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Let's quickly talk about the circle. I got to go. I got to get some work done. Um, So here's here's where I'm at on the circle. We just watched last night uh, Nathan throw brew under the bus to frank that's where we're at like a like okay. yo i hate nathan i hate yes. it I hate this dude's nathan. playing the game he's playing he the game he is he is he's 100 percent playing the game i okay. hate him because brew's so sweet he is he is <laughs> let let me get let me get to this one the 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 antivirus one where they went through and picked everybody they they fucked over Alyssa. they got yo, her bad they got her bad Big time, yo. Alyssa was one of my, my favorites because I she was also playing the game. Like the note taking, yeah. that's like I, that was one of the things I was like, I was like, yeah, if I'm on the circle, that's one of the things I'm doing. I'm taking notes on every Nathan, conversation. Nathan tried to get her. Nathan tried to get her too, though, with the yeah. oh, you said you've never been to Europe. And she's like, huh? No, I've never, <laughs> I've never had this conversation with anybody. He's really, and then he's the one that drew the picture of frank being a snake and then he's snake and brew this exactly. man i was like man. i was like, and, and frank yo frank is single most entertaining person he's hilarious he's up there he's with hilarious. like tim freddie uh from the uk circle like yeah. he's up there as one of the single uh most entertaining like literally multiple times me and wifey watching the show she's just be like i love him <laughs> and she's been like she'll repeat what he says <laughs> When he goes, when he goes, like, is he calling everybody bitches? And so these bitches, these bitches. And then when the Spice Girls were still there, he's like, let me call, let me not call these icons bitches. <laughs> he was like, like oh, these bitches, the Spice Girls, these bitches, wait a second, let me not call these icons bitches. <laughs> he's hilarious. Yeah, he is so great. I I love Frank. Like I was like enjoying him the entire time. Like he was my favorite. But I liked Alyssa. I liked uh Brew. I liked Yu Ling up until that point when she basically chose that that uh, alliance yeah. with Rachel and Frank over Brew and Alyssa. I was like, yo, those are your day ones. Like, how you gonna do them like that? 
everybody and like Frank was like, oh, I hope that she saves Alyssa. Ewing's like, oh, I hope this shit. Just save her yourself. Like, you can't rely on other people to save. And then Brew had the choice between Carol and Alyssa. I went with Carol. And, like, I, I didn't fully agree with that decision, but, like, I kind of yeah. got it. But he was in a tough spot because Alyssa should have been saved much before that. So he was in a tough spot. Um, but yeah, man. I thought Alyssa, like, she was looking like, – she was looking good with all the the note taking. She was playing a good game and everything. That's the thing when you play, when you try to peak too early and you you threat you you put yourself as a target, then people are gonna start. That's what's happening to Frank right now. People are gonna start like yeah. going after you and, and starting to question your character and everything. And it's unfortunately what happened with Alyssa. But I thought she was playing a great game, and then she got fucked over by her own friends, which wasn't good. And that's what happened with Mama Carol, because Mama Carol was an influencer the first yeah. night, and then yeah. everybody saw her as a... Well, actually, she played the game wrong when she went back to everybody like, oh, I saved you, or oh, I saved you. Yeah, yeah, she, tried, that, she was, pressed that too much. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, you just messed up there. It messed up big time. But yeah, that was that was one of the funnier reveals when everybody uh, saw that Mama Carol was a 20. 20- 24 year old (laughs) (laughs) oh man i love i I love the show i don't know when we're gonna finish it maybe sometime this week but there's we have hockey tonight dynamite hockey thursday maybe friday who gives a fuck about smackdown um so probably probably watch it probably watch some more on friday but we've got we've got other stuff to watch throughout the week um but yeah I, i i i'm pretty sure i've convinced her to now watch like past seasons as well nice. so i'm excited to rewatch that even though they spoiled season two which neither of us were happy about that they gave away the season two result uh in this season which was well they kind of had to when the they didn't have to i mean they did the with show. the person they brought in but like you know we're not watching season four thinking we're gonna find out what happened season two so it's very true. unfortunate that, that that's this is true uh, yeah so I, I don't know season- if we're I watched season three first, and I didn't know the results of the first two seasons. So yeah. I was able to go go back and watch before season four started. And I don't think I would have remembered the results of seasons one, two, and three. It, like, on our rewatch, I probably wouldn't have remembered, oh, yeah, this person won, that person won. Like, probably wouldn't remember this shit at all. But now I don't know if we're going to watch season two because we know who wins. And so maybe by the time we get done watching season one and season three, we'll forget who so won season I'm, two. I'm, I'm only going to spoil one thing for you, but you're going to know this after watching the first episode of season two. One reason to watch season two, Chloe from Too Hot to Handle is on it. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and we watched Too Hot to Handle. We will probably, again, by the time we finish watching season one, we'll probably watch season three after that. This is going to be months, so we'll probably forget <laughs> who the hell won season two by then anyway, and we'll end up going back and rewatching it. So There you go. All right. All right, SP3. I got to run. Anything else no you want to quickly touch on? We'll have we'll have challenge talk again next week. We'll be back Mondays. We are going to do this show moving yeah. forward on Mondays, right? This was just a stuff came up. You know, we got personal lives. We have other other things, more important things in the show, even though we love doing the show. And but it was a 47-hour pay-per-view within it was. eight and a half hours. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you my story off air. I got to tell you my story off air. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll get a pop out of it. Uh, okay. Nice. Yeah, there was a there was a long pay per view. I got four hours of sleep on on Sunday night to Monday morning. I don't know, and then somehow did a six hour stream after that. I appreciate all the support on that stream, by the way. We got a lot yes. of donations, and 
uh, I appreciate everyone who who donated and supported and, and stuff. Yes, yeah, so we got to go. SP3, plug everything. You're a busy man. Uh, check us. Check me out at True Hill SP3. Most of the time, I'll retweet, post all the shows that I'm on later today, two fifteen p.m. Eastern time. Me and Rick will go live on Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Yes, we're going live on Tuesdays now because I'm not staying up till four a.m. in the morning watching Monday Night Raw to do it after. So we're doing it live on Tuesdays, two fifteen p.m. Eastern time. So check that out. Appreciate it, SP3, as always. We have a new True Heel Rewind on Fightful Overbooked. You guys can find that. Uh, the charity stream is up on, on Overbooked as well. So if ever, if anybody missed it on Twitch, you can now watch it on YouTube. Um, and we'll be back on Overbooked this week with a, a bunch of stuff. There's always stuff. There's always stuff. We, have actually, we actually have a new show premiering tomorrow. Uh, Joshi. Joshi show on the channel now. So Wednesdays, Yay. we are going to rotate. Uh, every other Wednesday will be a Joshi show. And then a New Japan show. The New Japan show is two episodes. Everyone knows it. Uh, Kieran and Matt from uh, Shining Wizards. So everyone, we have two episodes of that. But on Wednesdays where there's not a New Japan show, there will now be a Joshi show with Steve. So everyone can check that out. Sweet. You yeah. get everything from, from Fightful Overbook. We're trying to do We're trying to do different stuff. We're trying to do different stuff. Guys, appreciate it. We'll be back next Monday with a, a new FMC. Bye, everyone. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.